Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers Podcast, where each week we explore the many avenues of the great Disney universe. Well, we're back. We hope everybody had a enjoyable Memorial Day and week before and week after. <laughs> it seems like it's been a while since we've all been together to record, but that's what happens with life. Sometimes, unfortunately, we cannot get together and talk about our most favorite thing in the world besides our uh, loved ones and children. And, you know, sometimes (laughs) Disney may trump that depending on how said loved ones and children are behaving. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That was true. So, this week we're going to... Another interesting topic. I know I say that often, but not parks or movies related. Or yeah, I guess it is movies yeah, related. A little bit. Not not movies like like we've been. Not new movies. So we're gonna venture out of the Disney realm this week and kind of talk about animated features done by other studios from our childhood, current ones, kind of whichever ones and uh, ones we've never heard of. As we were kind of chatting beforehand, uh, Adrian had put a list together on our little group of of about 40 movies and there's probably 80% of them that I had never heard of. <laughs> so I don't know if that's good or bad or if they just weren't, you know, super popular when they came out. Um, you know, I know, you know, back in the day when we were young, it's not like there were streaming <laughs> services. If you didn't hear about it or go to the local video store and find it, you kind of didn't know about it unless you had that one friend who was into, you know, not so popular movies and would, somehow get his hands on them because he knew the guy at the video store or however you could you know bootleg or whatever it was back then because uh, it's not like these movies were usually if they weren't in theaters uh, they never really would hit any sort of network TV and cable was very expensive and didn't also didn't play all these movies well and I'm thinking about half of these were probably on VHS <laughs> they probably yeah. all were uh, you know and you know, and some of the ones, if they were done, you know, if they're overseas, 
then if they never made it to the States until as of in the last 20 years, I, I don't know. So anyway, so we're just going to kind of go around and uh, just kind of bring up and chat about these non-Disney animated films and kind of how they hold up compared to, uh, I guess depending on when their release was, how they fare to Disney animated features of the same time period or or ones that are out today. Um, so, uh, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> Okay, so before we kind of really delve into this topic, when we first brought it up, we were saying, okay, so what what makes Disney better? What what's different about Disney versus you know other animated features? And so I had a question for you guys in Disney versus Pixar. Do you feel like there's a difference there in quality? I do, yes. While Pixar animation is amazing and it's great. Uh, it is 100% computer generated, which I understand, you know, the artists still have to draw mm -hmm. and it's still being done that way. But I know the, the you know, the new string of, of Disney animated movies, you know, Rapunzel and Princess and the, well, Princess and the Frog was, was hand drawn still. That was the last hand drawn, hand -drawn. I believe. But like, um... Rapunzel and Frozen and stuff. Yeah, there is computers involved, but I still believe a lot of it is hand drawn first. I could be wrong. Uh, it, it just there's a difference. You can just see a difference in, uh, in in the two movies, and also the Disney storytelling is still to me a classic storytelling type style. I think, and maybe a little more whimsical, whereas the Pixar formula isn't like rinse, recycle, repeat, but it is somewhat predictable, I think, in a way. You know, like I'm trying to think of like the Toy Story movies and Up and, um, and well, I can't think of any other Pixar movies off the top of my head right now. Uh, Cars, Nemo, <laughs> and I mean, while those movies are all awesome, I love them just as much as the next one. I think I enjoy the Disney animated ones more. Um... So yeah, like Rapunzel and Wreck-It Ralph, some of the ones that aren't as super mainstream, I guess, as as the the very popular ones. If that mm -hmm. makes any sense, I don't know. <laughs> I like I have a hard time differentiating between them in my head because when I still think like Disney, I'm still thinking classic Disney. So I'm thinking my childhood, like. Little Mermaid, Mulan, Lion King, that right. era, as opposed to like Frozen, Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph even. Um, and it just seems like the later 2000s and up into this era, it's like Pixar has really dominated and their storytelling has affected even how Disney has started. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes. that's what I was thinking because I think it's forcing... We were just talking about before we started recording the trailer for Wreck-It Ralph 2 and how 
there's that scene kind of where the princesses are like making fun of themselves. And I think mm-hmm. with particularly, I noticed it with Moana, but I think it's also true with Rapunzel and even with Frozen a little bit is they're starting to make fun of themselves a little bit with elements of the storytelling, which Pixar has always done. And I don't think Disney right. used to do that. So there's still a difference. And I think it's pretty quick to tell if you're familiar with either studio. Oh, that's Pixar or oh, that's Disney. But the line is less and less clear because they're starting to mimic each other in that kind of storytelling. Mm, I guess. Yeah, I, I never. Yeah, I think even Zootopia, right? Zootopia. Yeah. Just thing. And they even threw in the lines about, you know, let it right, go. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. There are yeah. little, uh, I guess, callbacks, if you would, to to earlier films now. Yeah, I guess if you think about it in that sense. I don't know. I think I look at it in a different way because I, for me, the movies, and I think this is, I know we've talked about it with the Marvel stuff and I've expressed the same sentiment. And I believe this holds true for Disney and Pixar movies. I... I think I watch them and enjoy them mostly for the entertainment value I get out of it and whether I enjoy watching it and repeat repeatability and then make me laugh and make me go through the emotional roller coaster. And I tend, and maybe it's a disservice to myself, I tend not to pick up on a lot of those things, Easter eggs and the callbacks and stuff, unless they're really blatant, because I think I just get so into the movie, even if I've seen it a million times, and so, like, listening to to, to Jessica and Adrian just, just say that, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, wow, you're right, like, I never, like, I don't realize that stuff right away, I don't know if it's just... I don't know. I don't know if it's like the 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 kid in me that just watches the movie because and it's just fun and I like to watch the movie and then that's it. Like I don't think about it too much, I guess, unless I'm talking about it with somebody. I don't know. I guess my brain doesn't process it that way. <laughs> if that makes any sense, I don't know. I don't know. It's it. Well, I'm usually like an on the surface kind of girl, right? If I go in and I watch a movie and I enjoy it purely for the fact that it was good storytelling, yeah. you know what I mean? But then, if I really like a movie, I tend to really geek out Yeah, no, about I it. agree, yes. That... <laughs> you know, and then I know all the minute right. details that, you know, 95, 99% of the people in the world yeah, probably yeah, yeah. don't no, care I'm about. No, I'm with, that. that's me as well. <laughs> yeah, I, which is yeah. why I became so, you know, well-versed on all the Pirates movies when they came out, and, and right. certain not so much with the animated features. I mean, I would look up when those all those Easter eggs in the Pixar. My brother was very good at stuff like that. Like he was able to pick out Easter egg things. Like when Toy Story three came out, he's like, "Oh, did you see?" You know, after the first time seeing it, I'm like, "How the hell do you point that stuff out?" I said, "I'm just trying to see the screen through tears rolling down my face. How the hell are you watching, seeing where the up letter is and the grape soda tag and this and that and the other thing and the and the Pizza Planet uh, yeah. truck and this is like I, I've never seen any of that stuff in any of those damn movies." Unless I stop it. I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> I mean, definitely not on the big screen. But I think, too, kind of getting back to the topic, as I'm look, as I'm scrolling through this list of non-Disney movies, and it names a lot of, or when I was looking it up earlier today, too, it named a lot of the studios. A lot of those studios I'd never heard of before. And like Don Bluth, I know who he is, but I didn't know he had a studio himself. And so I think what one of the things that separates Disney from non-Disney is the fact that we're comparing Disney to 20 or 30 other studios. 
Like nobody really has that longevity and history of storytelling and is so ingrained in the, our consciousness. Like when you think of your childhood and cartoons, 90% of what you watched was Disney. And why do you think think they have such a monopoly? Because there have been so many other studios that have produced really good movies. I've never figured out exactly what Disney did differently, you know? I I think above all, what what Disney does, I think, better is... I think just the storytelling and character development that that is put into these films. Uh, Maybe not so much with some of the classics, because there was not much character development back then. That was more solely on storytelling and the drawing and the art and the background art. Uh, I think that is what I think keeps people coming back to Disney and keeps them in the forefront, if I had to think about it. Now, I know, I mean, eventually I think we'll get into some of the movies that we've been talking about, but I'm going to throw one out there just as kind of like as an outlier. So I think the next one in line that's the biggest or uh, that I can think of off the top of my head, next movie studio online as far as animation goes is probably DreamWorks, who they're... I, yeah. I don't know if it still is their biggest one, but I think the Shrek series was, is probably one of their most more successful ones. So now those movies is... That's the outlier. So there's three of them, or maybe four with some shorts or whatever. There's three full-length ones. And all of them, starting with the first, had great character development, and they all pretty much stayed through the story, through the whole thing, in various different roles and up and down, and who was, you know, who, who teamed up and who didn't, and what... Uh, perils they all were involved in so like that movie I think is an outlier because there was multiples of them other movies that DreamWorks have done and I know Miramax was another big one uh, Don Bluth did have you know I think All Dogs Go to Heaven was probably the only one I can think of that was a Don Bluth uh, film that, that I remember uh, Sony had a couple of ones then I don't know that they still are even involved in that in animation anymore um, so but I don't know, to answer Adrian's thing I, I think it's the storytelling I think Disney storytelling still trumps and you can throw Pixar in it now they, I, I realize they are one and the same even though their movies are I guess produced or released sep- you know as separate entities you know because it's Disney Pixar and then there's Disney Animation Studios I think it goes back honestly I think it goes all the way back to Walt Disney and his, I mean, we talk when we talk about the parks and we talk about the immersion and we talk about the attention to detail and the theming and all of that, I think could, tra- he translated into his animations. He wanted, I think he really wanted when you sat down in a movie theater to be immersed, to not think about anything else for the next 70 to 90 minutes or whatever it was at the time. And... And that's what, and also, I mean, from what I've watched in documentaries about him too, I mean, he was like, you, this is how it's going to be done. And thankfully he was pretty good at what he did. Oh, definitely. Yes. Oh no, (laughs) it's definitely Walt's way. And yeah, so he directed the studio in a way that has continued in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like we were saying, what sets Disney apart? I think it's that. I think it's we're doing this, we're focusing on this, we're going to make this the best thing that it right. can be, no matter what. And, I mean, with the exception of maybe Cars 2, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
it's typically storytelling right. driven and not necessarily money driven. I think we mentioned on a podcast before that Disney wanted to make money so that he could make more movies. Yes. It wasn't about you know, it wasn't about the making of the money. It was continuing to do, right. to do what he loved yes. and was good that at. That was the the original intent, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, nowadays, nowadays it's whatever, yeah, but whatever brings yeah. But I do still think that you have people in the Disney company who continue with that with that mindset and then our job for the last however many years, 60, 80 years, has been to entertain family and children. And and so I think that that's one of the reasons that it's continued to be so successful. Yeah, it's interesting because you were just talking about how they've had such longevity. And I think about the period, some people call it like the dark age of the animation, right. the 70s and 80s, when they just didn't produce that much and it wasn't that successful. So maybe that was a time when they were do, being too formulaic and too much mm -hmm. like the other studios. And they had to kind of go back and say and do the whole I don't know if it's fair to say innovation because they are retelling fairy tales, but just they're right. with their own detail and twist and everything. And and the other thing was the little mermaid kind of ushered in a new era of musical animation with sing-alongs because mm -hmm. I mean, all of their movies had songs and some like the Aristocats, it was super catchy, but they weren't really read. Almost, they're almost like plays where the, the songs tell the story of what's happening instead of just being like a musical pause, you know? Right. And I can't think of a lot of other studios that have done no, that. No, not many at all. Well, totally, because I remember I promise you, we'll get to movies that aren't Disney, but it's hard to to, to make, it's hard <laughs> yeah, to make sorry. points without referencing back to them. So what you just said, Jessica, I remember the first time I watched Frozen and I was like I was like, this, is a, this isn't even a movie. It's, a, it's literally a musical with maybe some dialogue in between. Right. And I was kind of... I thought the same thing. It yeah. was like a Broadway play. And I didn't know animation. how to feel yeah. when I walked out of the theater. And it wasn't until I watched it again at home on a DVD, and I was like, God damn it, this is good. It's like, I, 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 you know, I can't... This is a good friggin' story. It's a good movie. I was like, holy crap. Okay. I get it now. And <laughs> yeah, totally what you said, Jessica, because yeah, other than like the aristocrat, crats, Aristocats and the Jungle Book... <laughs> Most of those movies didn't have, I mean, they had a few, you know, songs in it that were the key songs, maybe one or two, but it wasn't, uh, they weren't churning out, you know, five, six, seven songs that were all, you know, awesome to listen to multiple times right. until that second regime came at the end of the 80s. And now it seems to be standard fare for the most part. Uh, I mean, there are certain movies that have done well that didn't have any musical numbers other than the score, you know, Wreck-It Ralph being one, The Incredibles, um, they, you know, none of them have any actual songs in it that you're gonna that you're coming right. out singing, which and neither one of them actually needed it. Well, yeah, now Wreck-It Ralph definitely not a musical, but its soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack is, is great. Fun. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We listen absolutely. to that all. No, I agree. The Incredibles <laughs> soundtrack is good too, just to throw on his background music. Um, yeah. Then again, you know, the composers that they get are, and that's the other thing too. I mean, a lot of the, the composers and these guys who are, uh, who are involved in this have done multiple movies for either Disney or Pixar and are called back. Uh, Randy Newman, you know, Michael Giacchino. I mean, those guys have, you know, fantastic credentials with doing stuff with Disney over the years. So, right. uh, you know, Alan Menken, Tim Ryan, I mean, you know, go on to, I don't remember the, the couple that did yeah. Frozen, but 
Okay, not affecting either. Now I feel bad. It was uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez and uh, I think Robert Lopez is her. Them. Right? <laughs> Sounds good. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with that. So, anyway. Um, all right. So, that's, I guess, how, you know, that's what we're kind of basing, I guess, our I think lists on. I don't right. know that we necessarily have a list, but I think we're just going to kind of throw movies out there that we're thinking of based on some of the ones that uh, of the list that Adrian had sent and then I had written down a bunch that I remember my kids watching that weren't Disney ones that I did have DVDs for that ones I didn't see on the list you know stuff that I knew that I was kind of familiar with that was I guess tolerable would be the word because some of them were they liked to watch them a bunch of times because they were maybe funny but I, I, watching them were for me watching them was hard because it's like man this I mean it's like the story's it's a decent story, but it's not either being told well or, like, the characters are kind of bland or not. I don't know. It's You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of weird. It's hard, hard to explain. So. Okay. <laughs> there are two movies on this list that I sent you guys that literally scared me to death <laughs> as a child. And, and I think that's one other thing that kind of sets some of these movies apart from Disney. Like, I don't... Disney never went this dark, I don't think. But The Last Unicorn and The Secret of Nim are amazing if you've never seen them. But they terrified Last me. Unicorn, I don't remember if I ever seen. Secret of Nim, I loved. And it, it scared the Bojangles out of okay. me and my brother, I remember. But I loved that movie. I haven't seen it probably in 30 years. Oh my gosh, years, it's amazing. And, but I have to get my hands on a copy now because seeing it again seeing it in this list and I was like yeah I have a copy and I haven't been brave enough to show my children yet because yeah, I'm not no, ready I mean that nightmares. movie is creepy it is super <laughs> but creepy it's so good yeah, it's but so I good. love it but the last unicorn is one of the I mean if you're into animation it is one of the most beautiful movies I've oh, really? ever okay. seen and I don't even know how old it is I'm going to have to look it up Pam but it's the voice act it's Mia okay. Farrow and it's all about literally the last unicorn on earth who is protected by being put into the body of a woman and there's this whole it's 1982 okay so and she so she's being protected by this drunk essentially nice. magician <laughs> and nice. they go to a castle <laughs> i'm not even kidding this is how piecemeal my brain is working but they go to this castle and it's protected by the skeleton who wants to get drunk but can't <laughs> because he's a skeleton so they give him wine and he drinks the wine and you watch it like fall through his gullet because yeah he's a skeleton and there's this big creepy monster that's trying to devour all the unicorns i mean it's it's nuts and it sounds insane, but it is so so good. I highly recommend it it's if you can 80s find a animation, copy. man. There was no uh, there was no PC. There was no like, oh, you can't do this because it's the kids' movie. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, and I'm like seven years yeah. old, right? Like super sheltered, and I'm like, why is the grape juice going through the yeah, exactly, skeleton yeah. stomach? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so did you like it, even though it terrified I, you, or did you hate oh, yeah. it? see I my parents raised me on really weird stuff <laughs> like we were all about the um oh gosh what's that oh why is it sleeping my brain with um dance magic dance the baby song he steals the baby from Jennifer Connelly uh David Bowie oh uh, labyrinth labyrinth 
No. The labyrinth. Yes, yeah. the labyrinth. Dark the crystal, dark yeah. Crystal. Yeah, all of those. Like those. That was my bread and butter yeah, when I was a kid, stuff man. That's freaking so, weird, too. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. weird and stuff, but I loved it because I didn't realize right, how right, weird exactly, it was at yeah. the time. I mean, I was also raised on, um, like, blazing saddles yes. and, you know, space balls and all that <laughs> kind of stuff, too. So. All the stuff my dad let me watch exactly. when my mom wasn't at home. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it scared me to death. And The Secret of Nim, I can still remember, my dad tells the story that the first time I watched it, I didn't sleep for, like, a week. But then I wanted to watch it nonstop, and he taught me. This is how I learned to VCR. use a VCR. <laughs> He taught me how to stop, rewind, and play so that exactly. I can just watch it again. Be kind, please rewind. <laughs> yes. Well, I wonder if my mother still has a copy of that because I remember watching it with my brother and, and other friends that we always used to get together with. And just probably the first time we watched it was with a gang of kids. It was just like, yeah, I just remember being like, I remember my brother not making it through, I think, the first couple times because then towards the end when. I can't believe I even remember some of this, but I get, think it's at the end when when that whole when I guess it's the, the little mouse, whatever the main character is, is standing outside, and the whole thing's like collapsing or engulfing itself or something. And I was like, yes. "Holy crap!" Their whole home, home is like being like sucked in, and all gonna... the other people and the kids, yeah. the little mouse, the little baby mouse is dead, yeah. like gonna die inside. They're all gonna smother. It's like horrible. terrifying. Yeah. And the big owl, like he's still freaking and I out. Think, and I don't know if that's, that's literally the only part of that movie that I remember now to this day. I'm sure if I watch it more of it, I'll pick on it. But I, those images of like that little mouse sitting there and like this, and this stuff, the way it was animated was weird. It was like just creepy looking, just. Yeah, it's all like yeah, in it's reds, like reds and, and browns, scary like, as all hell. Like the being just like, like engulfed into the ground and there's like fire everywhere or like, I don't know, man. It's just weird. It was so strange, but I couldn't yeah. not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but another one on this list that I think has rivaled a lot of the newer Disney ones is the How to Train Your Dragon movies. I haven't movies. seen those. There's two of, they're so good, and I'm pretty sure one of them won Best Oscar over whatever Disney had put up that year. They're amazing. I've, I've heard that. I think my kids have seen at least maybe the first two. Well, there's only two out. Oh, there's a third, third one's coming. One's coming. Oh, okay. They just released a poster gotcha. for it this week. And I'm really excited. Now, granted, I say this, but I have not fully watched the <laughs> second one because it was really sad. Like, my sister said, it's really sad. You're probably going to cry. And I said, well, yeah, I'm that's not right. up for that yet. So I only want to part that. Only supposed to cry at Disney movies. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm not ready for that. So... Yeah, the wait. one on this list that I saw that stands out to me the most that I remember giving me, like, the Disney feels was the Iron Giant. Oh, yeah. Oh, Right? Isn't yeah. the ending, like, isn't the end of that movie, like, hor not horrible, <laughs> but isn't it, like, it's like a... It's no, it horrible, is horrible. Right? That's it's what horrible. I, I remember it's that. Horrible. I was like, holy crap. Like, this is, like, whoa. <laughs> And I haven't seen that movie in years, but I do remember, like, I, I just, I remember the ending. It's like, wow. <laughs> so that, I know, is another one that, that I think probably would, would hold up if I were to see it. I mean, I'm, yeah. 
I just remember that it was funny yes. the whole way yes. through. Yeah. It definitely, definitely had some more humor to it, which I think a lot of these non-Disney movies did kind of had more humor to them than the more serious tone, I think, of, of a lot of the Disney movies. Not that they didn't have humor in them, but I feel like now there's much more humor involved like I remember the first time I watched the first cars like I was hysterical like at, at, at all the like the nonsense in between and Mater and the, and the whole opening scene with with all the you know stereotypical NASCAR type fans that were made into cars and RVs and stuff and like that stuff my kids would look at me like why what's so funny I'm like you just I, I was like you just have to be older, older when you're older you'll get it it's just it's just <laughs> funny it's like the stuff they throw in there for the adults um yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I don't... You know, like Shrek. Like, the first time I saw Shrek, I was on the ground. I was like, are you kidding me? This is a complete mockery of anything oh, yeah. Disney has ever done, ever. It's like the whole thing is just like... God, it's no. just, And it was hysterical. Like, I didn't... Like, I loved it because it was making fun of something that I, you know... <laughs> that That's right. my life. Yeah. I, yeah. like, I can't... Have you not been to Universal Park? Not in Park? 20 years. <laughs> so... <laughs> Everything they do there is. The oh, I'm sure it Disney. is. I've, I've heard. Yeah. I've all heard their that. shows. I, all I've, their... I've heard. <laughs> I just haven't been. Yeah, but just I mean that movie, like the whole thing when he gets to the to the castle with Donkey, and it's the ridiculous <laughs> switchbacks for days, and that whole and that little mailbox that opens yeah. up and sings like it's like the small world mockery. Like I lost, I like lost it the first time I watched. It. I was like hysterically laughing. I was like, this is friggin' brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I like to laugh, so if it makes me laugh, and I'm I'm a happy, you know, that's a win for me right there. The story could be kind of crappy and not have the greatest anything, but if I laugh, uh, I'm good. <laughs> well, and I think the reason Shrek worked so well was because it it does relentlessly mock like fairy tales and Disney and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's still kind of a heartwarming story, and they. Because we were talking about how Disney did a better job of developing characters. Yes. Shrek did a really good job of rounding out yep. their characters. So you want to see what That's, keeps happening yeah. to them. Whereas some of the other ones that are satire or really punchy, they, they're kind of one-dimensional characters for the right. sake of a joke, so you're exactly. kind of done with it. Yeah, that's why I'd use Shrek as yeah. a comparison earlier, because that's the only one I can think of that, even if it didn't continue on and have two more in the series and Christmas specials and everything else, you still, at the end of that movie... <laughs> felt some sort of a connection with the characters, you know, Shrek and Fiona and the, and Donkey obviously and even all the supporting characters that were involved in it, the you know, the gingerbread cookie and the three blind mice. I mean, it was just so absurd that you had to enjoy it. <laughs> you know, it's a, it was along those it, yeah. it like Adrian said, it's along the lines of like Blazing Saddles and Spaceballs. It's a friggin' spoof <laughs> of every other of of stuff that worked for years or stuff that was popular in pop culture just all jammed into one thing and it's just so much stuff that you're like you know, and and I remember the first time watching it, I don't know who I'd seen it with or somebody, I don't know, my mother was like and my mother knows this, but watching it, she's like, I can't believe they're... D I was like, Ma, I was like, people forget. Walt Disney didn't write all those stories. They're adaptations from fairy tales that are hundreds of years old. Right. I said, he's just the one that did them all kind of first. So that's the ones that everybody thinks that's how the story's supposed to be. So when you see these different adaptations of it by different studios and different 
and, and different either darker tones or more comedic tones on it, people don't know what to do with it because they were raised on, this is the story of Cinderella, this is what happens, this is Snow White, this is what happens with this, this is, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And when it's changed around, and then once once live action stuff started coming into play and, and Broadway plays and live TV things, it really just opened up the door for people's minds. And I don't think people know, knew what to do with all that stuff. You know, but you know, variety and options are good. It's just I, I, I think the general public, when when some of these things started coming out more, just didn't know how to handle it. Maybe, or people at least who were just you know brought up on Disney stuff and made doesn't necessarily you have to be you know a geek like us and know every nuance of it, but people still did still did go to the movies to watch Disney movies without being fully enthralled in in the whole world of Disney parks and collectibles and visiting all the time and all sorts of stuff like that you could still just be the Disney movie buff you know not love every entity of the company so right I don't know I can still remember going on like our yearly trek to the beach uh-huh. every summer and one night would be dedicated to whatever the Disney movie gotcha. was that summer. Like, that's what we were doing. We were going to the theater to watch the Disney movie. Nobody knew what it was. It was whatever Disney movie was about. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 no, definitely. You know? Uh, you know, and so off this list, another movie that I remember watching multiple times, and I don't know, I think it's, I think I should show my kids this movie because. It's a pretty strong, as cutesy as it's animated, and and it seems like it's it's a fairly dark movie. I think if you th- watch it all the way through, is uh, the Brave Little Toaster. People say that, and I've honest to gosh never seen the whole it's... thing. They say it's freaky, but I've never watched it enough. Yeah, because that. I know, you know, toward, towards the, I, I don't know what, I haven't seen it in a long time either, but there's this, there's one, and bonus, Thurl, Thurl Ravenscroft has a, he's a voice in one of it. I think he's, I think he's the vacuum yeah. cleaner, if I remember correctly. So yeah. anyway, there's a, uh, there's a point, I think, when they're trying to get out, when all the, the things are trapped wherever they are, and there's like an air conditioner that's a character, and he more or less sacrifices himself to get them because he doesn't what are they trying to I don't remember they get trapped like I I don't remember the whole premise of the movie why they all it's basically a bunch of outcasts I I think or they all didn't like the toaster it's very a lot of it's kind of mean spirited I think like they're not very nice to him or each other it's been such a long time I probably am screwing the whole thing up but I do remember that (laughs) I do remember that one scene with like the air conditioner and stuff where it basically like kills itself I think for either the, and I don't even think it's for like the greater good. I think because he just is like a depressed, <laughs> abandoned, like an air conditioner in the dump or something. They're, they're stuck in the dump or something. Okay, it says. I don't know. So I'm on Wikipedia. At the junkyard, the appliances are tormented by a maniacal crusher with a henchman, an evil tower crane with an electromagnet uh, that picks up junk and places them okay, to the crusher. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely it is. Creepy. It is, and like I said, like the animation, like this is cute little toaster thing, but it's like no, <laughs> that's not how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's another one that's like whoa. <laughs> and then you have your, you know, then there's like the yeah. feel good ones. I think like uh, uh, American Tale. I remember that was huge when that came out. 
Oh, I love those. I didn't yeah. care for that one that much or the one that was after. It just didn't do it for me. It was a little too cutesy for me, even though I know it wasn't meant to be that, I don't think. Um, Has anyone ever seen Fern Gully? I've heard of it, but I did not yes. see it. I, okay. It's, it's kind of making a comeback. kind of like a animated... I mean, it's really avatar and yeah in in cartoon, cartoon form. form but um robin williams voices a slightly Batty. blind bat <laughs> yeah Batty. and it's he's we still to this day quote that movie <laughs> my kids do too yeah and that's so, why it's one of the ones i've seen because my kids love that i've never movie. seen that one i i have to... but it's too it's a little dark it's all about well, it's, the environment it's and a lot dark yeah, it's yeah. a lot of dark, but you know, like, uh, but it's a good one just for Robin Williams. Yeah, there There's go. nothing else. Yeah, and then uh, I'm trying to think. There was an. And the Land Before Times, aren't there like? There's a like a bazillion of those. Of those? Ones. Yeah, I. I, I think still I've making. seen the original, but then again, those things too. Those are a little too kitty and cookie cutter. Listen, that one made me cry too. What's that? That the first Did one it? made me oh, cry. Did die? I don't remember. Mom oh, dies. Littlefoot's mom uh, dies, I think. I don't know or, enough about them. Yeah. I know. If I've only seen... It's like a sad version of... Um, gosh, what are those... The mam With the mammoth... Not Ice the Age? Mammoth, the, <laughs> it, yeah. It's like a sad oh, version I, of Ice I Age. I forgot about Ice Age. <laughs> gosh, how oh, many yeah. of those are there now? Like there's six? Like, no, there's the fourth no, one. The fourth one's cool. coming out, I think. Okay. <laughs> it just feels like those are still coming out, and they started when I was, well, there was so long, young, and they're just long, still long going. gaps in between those. Those movies I like. I like, oh, okay. I like the Ice Age movies because of the comedic value of them. You got Ray Romano, you got Dennis Leary, uh, who's the the mother, I forget who the, the woman one is, Jennifer or somebody, I don't know, whoever it is, but uh, yeah. no, those movies are good, because then again, the comedy stuff and the, oh, John Leguizamo is like the stupid lemur thing or whatever he is <laughs> like the <laughs> oh yeah the sid right. the, the dopey whatever the sloth he's a sloth yeah, sid. and then the, the squirrel. squirrel yeah scrat he yeah never, never gets get his it nut. yeah 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 i mean those movies are just funny because they're funny um yeah <laughs> whatever who because the story is you know whatever it's not the greatest story type right. of story you know uh, out, uh, the story isn't the greatest thing written, but it's just the way it's the way it's um, presented to you makes it entertaining and makes you laugh. Yeah, so that's you know as I said before, if it makes me laugh throughout the whole thing, it's I can somewhat forgive the crappy storytelling and non-character development. But you know these movies that they keep <laughs> making sequels of, you kind of get into the characters because they're there for a long time. You know, I don't, I don't get, I don't get right. the same right. feelings for these ones as I do for like I've never shed a tear at any of these other movies, <laughs> like I would at the end of some certain Disney films. But so I can't believe we didn't mention Anastasia already. I, I don't never know that I've it. seen the whole thing. Like I know of it, but. Oh, it's so good. Like, I think that's the... the first movie I ever saw in really? a theater, actually. It's so yeah. good. Um, I mean, it's 
obviously based off, you know, the is the Romanoff so, family. Yes. Yeah. From Russia. The last princess. Yes, the princess. And it has the song Once Upon mm-hmm. a December. And Angela Lansbury is oh, wow. in it. And mm-hmm. it's they made it into a Did Broadway really? play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it hmm. still holds up as an adult. It's still enjoyable to watch, I'll I think. Have, yeah. I'll have to check that it's out. good. Mm-hmm. And I I think not Fraser Crane, but who is it that plays Fraser Crane? Um, Kelsey yeah. Grammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fraser was there. Oh, y'all, I think I'm getting a little punch drunk. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I think he does a voice and sings in it too. It's very yeah, good. He and a John lot of Cusack think it are the two Russian. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of uh, Kelsey Grammer, to go off topic for so last weekend oh when the Freeform channel was doing its Pixar marathon. It was playing all the Toy Story movies and then Ratatouille was on and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, so Toy Story 3 was on and we were watching it. We were at a friend's house. So, Or no, I'm sorry. Toy Story 2. And uh, so the part came on with the, the, you know, the prospector and the, and the whole thing with that. And I had said, I don't know if my wife said, whose voice is that? Or I had said something about Frasier or something like that and 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 Steph was like what I was like I was like that's Kelsey Grammer that's who's who's doing the prospector's voice she's like no it's not I was like I was like where the hell have you been for the past 20 years I was like yes that's his voice she's like it doesn't sound like him I was like are you freaking kidding me I said some stuff he says like when he raises his voice he said absolutely sounds like Frasier I said and you watched that show we just watched reruns of it on cozy or whatever that other channel for like a week straight it was on, like, constantly. I was like, huh. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so that was a funny aside. I know I'd sent a tweet about it. So Freeform was on. We were at friend's house. And the kids, we were eating dinner. We were inside because it was raining or whatever. And the kids are all running around and playing. And the adults are sitting there watching. We watched Toy Story 2. And then we watched Toy Story 3. And then by that time... Some everybody had moved in the other room, but then I came back on the couch because I was tired and Ratatouille <laughs> came on. I sat and watched that with my daughter. Yeah, Toy Story 3, I was like, I, I got up and walked out of the room when it came to the end. I was like, nope, I'm not crying in front of everybody. <laughs> Even though I've seen it enough times. I was going to say, by the time you get to Toy Story 3, you probably needed, like, copious amounts of alcohol uh, to deal with That was probably making it worse. <laughs> copious amount of, of alcohol that were being had anyway. One and two, I don't get choked up on. I just, because they're just, you know, they're fun. Nothing that tragic really happens. The third one is like, God damn it. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. I mean, we all know the trash compactor scene, like, with the fire. Still, I hear you. It's like, still. You know what's happening, but it's still yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It still gets you, like, the look on their face. And you imagine how they must have exactly. felt. And then you realize yeah. that they're toys. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, it's horrible. And the only one I think that gets me more than that is... And it's not even, like, the greatest movie, but the end of it kills me is... It's not the second Lilo and Stitch. I think it's the third one. It's Stitch has a glitch when he, like, basically dies at the end because he gets he's short-circuiting. Oh, haven't seen that oh one, but I don't want to. <laughs> well, because the second one was, uh, I don't know, Leroy and Stitch. I don't know. There was there was a bunch of different ones. It, so th- it was it was Stitch has a glitch, and he's basically malfunctioning, and they can't figure out. Jumbo can't figure out how, 
yeah, towards the end of the movie, he's just trying to run away because he knows that something's going wrong with him. Yeah, he's basically dead for like a little while. It's like, oh my god, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> That's it. Dude, that's why he kills me. Ah. Anyway, I promise you I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Japanese movies on this list, like Spirited Away and there's another one I can't remember. Kiki's Delivery Service, they're all by... Ghibli's, um Ghibli? Ghibli? The one who did... Yeah, <coughs> is that the one think? who did Ponyo? That same studio? Yeah, okay. same Ponyo. And Totoro. Okay. I, I haven't seen yeah. any of those either. Any, not one of them. Those are yeah, excellent. I, I've, I've heard they are. They're a little weird, but they're excellent. Spirited Away is really weird. But Melanie went through a whole, my Melanie, not podcast Melanie, went through a whole <laughs> Ponyo period. I heard that that was a really good and fun movie. I just, I just never watched it. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that I, animation. I'm not, to I'm be not honest. either. Like I can't, it takes, it takes me out of the yeah. story. Yeah, it's, but they are. Yeah, it's very strange. I never. Uh, a buddy of mine was really heavy into that Japanese animation, and not so much the these movies. Like some of the not underground stuff. I mean, it's popular there, but some of the more comic booky type Japanese animation stuff, like the superhero, like Sailor Moon, and that kind of stuff. And I just, I just didn't get it. I was like, ah, it's yeah. weird. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. So some of the other movies that I had written down that weren't on that list that I that I know my kids had have watched and are, are watching now just because of Netflix and Amazon Prime and everything else is obviously Shrek was on there. My daughter really loved mm-hmm. for the longest amount of time uh, was when it came out was uh, that Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movie, which is actually, oh, a, yeah. I think it's That's a fun cute. movie. It's good. I've watched it with her. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it came out, it was they were fighting over the DVD player between that and then whatever my son was into at the time. And it was, I liked it. I thought it was funny. It was, you know, it was goofy. I mean, the scene where they're like jumping yeah. through the jello, like as an adult, oh, I'm like terrified because <laughs> you're going to breathe right, out of yeah. your lungs. But as, like the child in me is I like, God, that would be fun. Yeah. I want to switch it through my phone. <laughs> Absolutely. And another one along the line with that, which I think, I think Cloudy was a DreamWorks film. So another one was uh, Shark Tale, the one with Will Smith, and uh, I forgot. That oh, one yeah. was pretty good. I I, it was that. good. It was, it's okay. It's another one that because I think of the star power of the names that were involved in the movie, it kind of makes it easier to watch. I had Angelina Jolie too, uh, didn't it? I believe she might have been the, the girl fish. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I haven't seen it in forever, <laughs> yeah. but that was, that was uh, popular for a little while in my house. Um, the one that seems my son has found, my youngest six-year-old has found on, which is completely annoying, but I've sat through it twice with him and I don't know why, is that damn Trolls movie. Oh, now listen, the music makes that totally Yeah, but I don't like that it. kind of music. So I don't like that pop music. It drives me nuts. But when she's doing the sound of silence, oh, that's good. Her to be that's quiet. Good. That part, okay, I'll give you that. That's good, because that's a good song. But all the other stuff is like is annoying. Yeah, exactly. To me. And, and the movie itself is just kind of like I don't know. I guess it's well. Do- I don't know. I can't tell how I feel about it. And like I said, I've sat through it twice with him, and I'm like, damn it, this friggin' movie. It's like, see, I love Justin Timberlake, and I love Anna Kendrick, so it just kind of like, okay. yeah. 
So I'm okay with that one. How about Rio? Yes, Did your kids yes. get into Rio? That was, I couldn't think of that. Okay. I saw the first one. I didn't see it. I liked that movie. I liked I that liked one. It. I didn't, I didn't like see the second, second one. one. But the first one was good. I, I, I liked yeah. it. I, I think that one works I, too. Yeah. So I think we're seeing that maybe DreamWorks is... Well, isn't computer. wasn't now, and I, I feel like I always get this wrong when I explain it to people. Wasn't a bunch of the guys who who left Disney or didn't like the direction it was going were ones who started DreamWorks? Wasn't there a couple like? I thought DreamWorks was like Steven Spielberg. Okay, then I. Am I wrong? Steven Spielberg was behind it for a little okay. while. So okay, so I'm off a little bit. I thought there was like some major animators like that left and were and were working with DreamWorks. Well, and and now Disney's the distributor for the. Dream are they? Are they really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, it distributes DreamWorks oh, through okay. Touchstone. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Touchstone. <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, it says though, as of October 2016, DreamWorks films are marketed and distributed by Universal ah. Pictures. Oh, so they brought it back in house. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it was created by Steven Spielberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, Katzenberg right, right, right. and well, David Katzenberg yeah. was a Disney executive. I thought that name I sounded familiar. I don't remember what he held, but he he was in there for a while. Oh yeah, he was in there from '84 yeah. to '94. So the yes. Renaissance. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was responsible. That's right. That's why. Duh. And I think I just listened to or read <laughs> something about him too. Yeah, he was he was uh, instrumental. I think with with uh, those Renaissance films. Katzenberg with with, yeah, with green did, lighting all of them um, I believe Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, okay. Aladdin yeah. Lion King that was his all namesake I think. Oh. oh he also did Madagascar oh I forgot I like about those those movies I liked that that <laughs> goddamn song is it been it's uh that freaking I like to move it move it song with the with the lemur singing oh, it for yeah. some reason I think I yeah. downloaded it 13 years ago or whenever, when my youngest was born, my oldest was born, and for some reason it follows every phone I have. It it's the only thing that automatically re-downloads. So now the six, so now the six-year-old plays it all the time, and it's like da, 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 Afro Circus, and I'm like oh god damn it. <laughs> yeah, those movies are good. I forgot about those. I haven't seen those in a while. Yeah, I liked I like Madagascar. I like all of them. There's some good stuff. DreamWorks did Kung Fu Panda, I, which was stupid. I just, yes, it was I, very I stupid. just saw which one? The third one? One of them was on Netflix, and, and the little guy put it on there. And I, I've never seen any of the other ones because, yeah, I don't. It looked stupid to me then, and, and it one it was stupid. It was absolutely just yeah. dumb. Was it? <laughs> it's Jack Black. I don't mind him. Yeah. Just the movie was just dumb. Oh, Boss Baby. My kids were into Boss they've Baby watched, for a while. I have not sat through it, but they have. It's, that's on Netflix, so yes, they've been watching that. Yeah, there's a show there now, really? too, on Netflix. Yeah, That's one I tried to watch, and I know it's for kids, and these aren't primarily for adults, <laughs> but with most animated movies, you can still yeah. kind of enjoy it. I thought that was so hard to watch. It was and just didn't so it do good, like, in the theaters? Didn't people think it was, like, the greatest thing in the world, or am I wrong on that? It got nominated that's what for I mean. an Oscar. I was like, no. It grossed four hundred and ninety-eight million dollars. Well, people Holy were desperate. Must have been desperate for something else. Who was Alec Baldwin? I was going to say who was who, like, who was the the, uh, the voice actors that were involved in it? Because I don't even remember. 
Alec Baldwin and um, Jimmy, not Jimmy Fallon. No, who's the other late oh, night host? Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Really? Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, I love, I love, a- mm-hmm. I love Alec dad. Baldwin, but I don't know if that he would make yeah. me go watch an animated film. Yeah. No. Oh, and Home. They did Home. That oh, was a big one. That. I don't even. It was. Is that the one with... um, about the alien, oh, the Sheldon purple alien the voice, right? I yeah, didn't see that. Sheldon. Oh yeah, I didn't see that one either. I remember that. Yeah, I didn't see it. Ooh, Mr. That Peabody. That was kind of funny. That one that I, saw. I remember that seeing, not yeah, in the theater, but I do remember watching that. I think we have, I think we ended up buying the DVD of that. That was okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. <clears throat> it's. Oh, it gives the Rotten Tomatoes score too. That's pretty awesome. Okay, Captain yes! Underpants has an eighty-six. That, that one's been on a lot because they it's on Netflix and I haven't seen all of it because they just go and watch like the one part where they're in the classroom where they're all where they fart and burp the the song. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, I think that part's hysterical because just you know farts are funny and uh, but I haven't watched it beginning to end. But the kids, <laughs> but the kids funny. watch it and they friggin' howl the whole time. So it must be. <laughs> It must be good, or it must be funny. Oh, I mean, hilarious. I okay, How to Train Your Dragon is at ninety-eight percent on Rotten okay. Tomatoes. So go I'll have see to it. Watch it. I remember wanting to see it when I when the first one came out. When that's it's been a while, right? The first one's been out. It was released in twenty ten. Okay, eight years so, ago. Yeah, it's been a while. So, <laughs> yeah. just a little just bit. A little bit. Just a little behind. <laughs> yeah. Just a little. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so the you know there are some good ones out there. I, I like I said, I think for these mm-hmm. other ones, it's. I think the biggest difference for me is, and and it's not even because, it, and, it, and it's not a bias thing because I, I'm a huge Disney fan. I, I don't think most of those have repeat repeatability in the sense that I'm gonna mm-hmm. say, all right, I, I feel like watching something like I feel like watching an animated film. Let me throw on Madagascar. It's just those right. none of those movies are right. ever gonna be like the first thing I pick. Like it's gonna be Cars or Nemo or Tangled or Wreck It Ralph or ones that I I don't know that I've seen more than those other ones. But I don't know. I'm, I think I just get more multiple enjoyment out of those, even though I've seen them and I know the story and I can recite lines with them. It was the same thing with the Pirates films. I was just saying to myself the other day, like I haven't sat and watched those in a very, very long time where I used to, you know, watch those movies at least once a month. And, you know, I would start like the kids would go to bed and I'd pop one on at at nine o'clock at night. Stephanie would fall asleep in the other room and I'd watch a three hour movie at nine o'clock at night, even though I had to go to work the next day because (laughs) I wanted to watch the movie. and, And like I think it was Adrian that said it earlier on that just sucks you in this world because that's what those movies did to me when i'm watching those movies it could be a war zone Mm -hmm. around me and i would have no clue what's going on because i'm so focused and just like sucked into that world of where they are and i'm like god damn (laughs) i want to i want to be there too and i think that's where disney wins in their storytelling and with with their backgrounds and everything with stuff to me you know because there's no other movies that do that for me 
franchises or series or or anything. You know, I, I mean, I've not seen the Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or any of those other ones, so I, maybe I don't have much to compare it to. But you know, those films and Star oh, Wars like does said, the same like, thing. You know, some of them. Oh yeah, I can sit. You know, and now with days. the Marvel stuff that I'm getting into, that those one thousand percent, I can you know. I mean, I can yeah. sit and put Ragnarok at any given time and just be like, you know, I don't, you know, everything, everything else can be falling yeah. apart around me, but I don't care. I'm watching this now. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did that on our drive back from Disney, like because I have that movies yep. anywhere app and nice. unlimited data. We just threw on awesome. Guardians nice. two and yeah, mm. can't go wrong. Yeah, great. Yeah. I like you said, rewatchability. Yeah, I was on when that movie came out after I saw it in the theaters, and when I got the DVD, that was literally I think for about a month. I think I watched that movie once a week, Guardians Two, because I just loved it so much, and I'd laugh just as hard at every single thing every time, and I'd get upset at the end every time when when Yondu dies <laughs> and the Ravager funeral and the whole thing, and it was like, God damn it. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I don't know, to each his own. There's probably people that are on the complete opposite end of the spectrum as all of us who feel that all these other movies are far superior to anything that Disney puts out. And, hey, that's fine. I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, even though they're wrong. But... <laughs> Those people aren't listening to probably, a Disney podcast. Probably not. <laughs> uh, but... Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there... You know, there continues to still be good non-Disney animated films that are being put out today. I mean, the you know, the level just keeps getting raised. It seems like by every studio as time goes on, so you know. And I think it's just proof that Disney, just like with its parks, it can't rest on its history. It can't rest no. on the world. Mm-hmm. It has to continue yeah. to be innovative. Ever evolving. And... Well, because, yeah. you know, you know what happens if they, if they do stuff like that and I guess it's in a, with a parks reference it's the same thing I mean we all complain about change and old attractions closing and then putting new stuff in but you know for people who frequent you like familiarity familiarity uh, whatever you know what I mean I can't say that word um, <laughs> you like things to be familiar when you go because people that's what pre- keeps you coming back but then there is also that sense of wanting to do do and experience new things and it just seems to be where they're at now, especially with the park stuff and all these new um, properties that they that they've acquired over the past, in the past five years. So, right. Yeah, but as far as movies go, I mean, as far as animated features for for coming up soon, I mean, you got Incredibles in about two weeks or a week, but maybe when you hear this, so mid June. Um, yeah, super excited for that. And I think that's it till Ralph in Thanksgiving. I think uh, so. As far as animated features go? Yeah, as far as animated, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, those are two huge films. I mean, at, at great times. I mean, you got midsummer, school's just going to be getting out for most of the country and, you know, in mid June. So it's like a huge opening weekend, uh, you would imagine, for that. For that. And you know, highly anticipated. I mean, Incredibles. People have been screaming for a sequel for that. And the minute the other one, the minute mm-hmm. the minute the first one ended, when was that? Two thousand four. Yeah. Right. Fourteen years ago. 
Yep. So, like that, yeah. Ralph has not been as long, but you know, I hear mixed things about that about people. But I loved that first movie. I thought it was, I thought it was I fantastic. It. it was well done. It was different. It was just, I don't know. I, yeah, I, that movie is fantastic. Lots of great quotable lines. No cuts, no butts, no coconuts is is a you know constant in our <laughs> house. Or you know, I, I love my mama, and you know. <laughs> So, yeah, it's great. I'm excited I'm for excited. that one too, because especially you know the trailer just came out was great. Because I, I'd love to know how. Well, I guess Disney owns half of that stuff, but it's like, <clears throat> it's not like movie name versions of all this stuff in the internet. Like it's the actual Google and la- and and the logo. It's it, there's a there's like a Snapchat thing they show, a Facebook, Amazon, and it's like the real yeah. logos. It's not like, uh, maybe they're off enough that they didn't have to pay. I, I don't know, but. It was just like, holy crap. It's like the real, actual everything. <laughs> Which I guess you kind of have to do if you're doing that with the movie, so. I feel like at this point, it's, they anticipate the movie being so big that those retailers were probably like, can we please have I, our logo right? in your movie? We'll, we'll pay you yeah, lots and we'll lots pay and you. lots of Yeah, money. it's like free advertising, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wins. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. Product placement right. at its finest. <laughs> So I don't I, I can't think of anything else, any other movies that stick out other than the ones we mentioned. Can't I either. So Which I mean like I I think we said kind of at the at the start, I think Disney is still king, obviously, for animated features. But you know, DreamWorks. Yeah, so no, they definitely do. I mean there's yeah, there's definitely plenty of quality other f- films to watch animated from other studios. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think DreamWorks is probably the heavy second. I would agree. They have they have a yeah. list of blockbusters because a lot of those movies all did very very well in the theater, and you know I'm sure DVD sales did well <clears throat> when people still bought those. <laughs> What's a hey, DVD? You know what? I still do too because number one, sometimes it's just easier to throw the DVD on because not all the streaming services have all the movies. I know supposedly all this stuff is supposed to happen and everything is supposed to be on every, you know, or whatever Disney's trying to do as far as Disney movies are concerned. But, you know, sometimes these streaming services don't have movies that I want to watch. So your only other choice is to buy the DVD. <laughs> we did. We still have the Disney Movie Club. So every month I'm like, oh, hey, look what I forgot yeah, that I bought I this that. month. And, <laughs> but it always comes with the... Um, the virtual the digital or copies, digital yes. copy. Yeah, it's yeah. So it just goes in my anywhere app. There you go. Yeah, I, uh, quite a few years ago, but yeah, we used to do the same thing, and it was great. Hey, listen, I built my collection up like ridiculously fast, so I have drawers and yeah. drawers full of DVDs, and then I started replacing them all on Blu-ray. So then I have multiple copies of stuff, and prior to mm-hmm. that, I had everything on VHS. I know. I used to work at a movie rental place. It's bad. Like, my collection was yeah. insane for a while. Yeah. I had to well, chill out. Well, I'm glad to say that all the, the Disney VHS tapes that I had, I gave to somebody who was looking for VHS tapes for their children to watch, putting them in and out so they didn't ruin DVD players. So I sent uh, this... Uh, woman I, on Twitter that I followed who just and it was like so random that she like put out a thing a tweet and you know how Twitter's timeline goes it doesn't exactly go in order and so it was kind of like it was the universe was telling me it was meant to be and I saw it and I DM'd her I was like listen I got two boxes full of VHS tapes I sent her pictures of everything I said 
she's like, what do you want for them? I was like, pay for the shipping. I don't want anything for them. I want you to, if you and your children are going to enjoy them, that's what I want. Because other than that, they were just going to get donated to the library, which ended up not, didn't want them. So they were honestly just going to get thrown out. So I shipped, you know, $30 worth of shipping. And this, you know, this woman and her kids got, you know, probably, you know, however many hundreds of dollars of movies there were in those stupid things. But, you know, all in their cases, <laughs> those big cases that the Disney movies used to come in. And yeah, there was a lot. There was everything. I, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the squishy cases. Cake. Yeah. Now I have skinny DVDs everywhere all over the place. <laughs> and Blu-rays and whatever else. So. I don't know. I, you know, see, I, I enjoyed still getting, I know we're, we're off the topic, but I think we we're kind of done with what we we're saying. But <laughs> on the DVD front, I enjoyed buying the DVDs because of a lot of them because of like the bonus stuff that it came with. Like I'll use the Pirates films, for examples. Like I have all five of them on DVD. And I know the newer, the latest two that came out didn't really have much as far as bonus features. But the third one at World's End had at least the, the one that I have. I think it has two extra DVDs and the bonus features on it and the making of the movie stuff to me is almost just as fascinating as like the, uh, I watch those just as much. As I, I would watch the movie and then I would watch all those other things afterwards. So it turns out you're, you're sitting in front of the TV for like five hours. <laughs> But that stuff is fascinating to me because it was it's a series and movies that I truly love. So learn seeing how they made them and how they did the special effects and watching this and watching that to me was just friggin' fascinating. The on location stuff. I love that. Mm-hmm. So to me it was uh, extra interesting. So I I know I think you can rent them now. Like I, I know on Netflix and stuff like that, especially with the Marvel movies, they have like the either the the theatrical version or they have with bonus content i'm assuming that's the same stuff that they would put on those dvds if you bought the dvd i don't know i haven't rented one so i don't yeah i i last time i tried to rent one i rented it and i never watched it in the whatever the time period was and (laughs) so it was like a waste of three bucks or whatever the hell it is so i was like (laughs) well i won't do that again Okay, so I think that's going to do it for this week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we thank you for listening, and we will talk to everyone next week. Follow our troop at www.disexplorers.com where you can find all the links for all our hosts' social media accounts. You can also follow the podcast on our Facebook group at The Diz Explorers and on Twitter and Instagram at The Diz Explorers. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and also on YouTube. Thanks for listening.
and spectral magic.